Good morning. This is Prophetess Mary Ayodele with Facing the Situation, Building Spiritual Resiliency Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Let us open with prayer. Give an honor to the Most High. We're thankful that we are able to come together once again to join hands and to share wisdom regarding building spiritual immunity, building the spiritual self so that we can weather any storm that we face. We pray for wisdom, the strength to apply it, the willingness to seek it, and above all else, the commitment to stay on the path to fulfill our destinies. In the name of Yeshua the Christ, amen. I want to thank you all once again for joining me this morning. I thank all of you for your support of this podcast. It is so welcome and it has blessed us to reach communities and people who do not have access to it the way many of you are listening to it. So thank you so much. And we appreciate you more than you know, and we pray for you daily. Today's episode is episode eight in season two. It is Sunday, July 19th, 2020, and I am speaking to you from the Gulf of Mexico bioregion of Houston, Texas, in the United States of America. And today, our topic is, there will be sacrifice. Once again, there will be sacrifice. For those of you new to this show, Last season, season one, we talked about the framework of your day, beginning and ending your day with gratitude. We gave examples of what that would look like. We had examples of how to manage unexpected and unwanted surprises through the day that could prove to be a little unsettling. This season and season two, we're diving into some nuts and bolts of the situation. We're dealing with details. We talked about domestic violence. We talked about um, your questions. We answered those, how to start a spiritual practice, things of that nature. So in this episode, episode eight of season two, we're going to talk about sacrifice. Part of spiritual resiliency is noticing things around you that occur and noticing patterns in life because patterns normally play out repeatedly. Many of you who are involved in watching the politics in your cities, counties, or countries, you who watch and and keep track of who's running for office and who's in office and who wants to be in office, you may notice some patterns in the speeches, patterns in the promises. For those of you who are not really into politics, but you're really minding your business and and, and into your life, you may notice patterns in your relationships. If you have been married more than once, you may notice that there are patterns in the kind of partners you pick. If you're not married and you have partners, You may notice there are patterns in that. Patterns are everywhere. We live in a quantum reality, as I've mentioned in 
you know, several episodes sprinkled here and there. And patterns are a way to get our attention, in my opinion. That's how God, the Most High, gets our attention through patterns. Some people can anticipate the patterns because their spiritual eyes have been opened. Some people go to laboratories and try to figure out patterns through what they call the scientific method. Other people are afraid of patterns. They think it's somehow frightening to see things happen over and over again. That doesn't change the nature of patterns. Whatever your feelings may be about it, however you, whatever your microscope is, whatever your magnifying glass is to, to look at the pattern, the pattern is the pattern. So your relationship to the pattern is something we'll be talking about to build your spiritual resiliency. However, understand the patterns are all out there. Wise people have said history repeats itself. Proverbs from around the world, or as some people say, parables from around the world, from different cultures, exist as wisdom tidbits. You know why? Because of patterns. That's why somebody can tell you um, not every um, shut eye is sleep. And people around the world, if we translate that, will get it meaning that sometimes people can pretend to be sleep and they're not. Sometimes things can pretend to be useful and they're not. Sometimes things can pretend, but they're not. So my point is there are patterns. If you like them or not, it would be very good for you to notice them and to make note of them. And I think that's why a lot of people had to begin journaling really deeply. Many years ago, it was called keeping a diary. For some reason, no one calls it that anymore. Now everyone calls it journaling. And it's locked down in these specific little areas, you know, journaling about being pregnant or journaling about being in graduate school or journaling about the garden. Well, once upon a time, not too long ago, not 200 years ago, I mean, like 40 years ago, it was called a diary and you just wrote down in it what you needed to write on a daily basis. It was um, uh, very helpful and actually it recorded things for people to save. Some families have diaries of their ancestors that they read to learn about their family and, and how people moved and thought, right? Now, I tell y'all to journal too. Um, we have a monthly contemplative prayer call. One happened yesterday, July 18th. The next one will be August 16th, 2020. And journaling is very important, particularly now because people have so much information coming at them that they need to delineate what they want to be intentional about many times and focus on. So in the patterns of life, you will notice sacrifice. The sacrifice is a word that brings up a lot of emotions for people. So I'm going to make it really quick for you. You got to give something up to get something. You, I, the whole world is all about balance. Okay. 
So if you can imagine scales, if you want the scales of life to balance out, you got to move something from one side to the other, or you may just have to discard something altogether. Okay. So I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that we're looking for equilibrium. We're looking for balance in life. That's one of the foundational realities of spiritual resilience is balance. You have heard me talk about rest. You got to balance out work with play. You got to balance out labor with rest. Balance is everything. Polarity is what it's about, right? So when it comes to sacrifice, that I'm saying to you, you got to give something up to get that balance in your life. There was a popular advertising campaign not very long ago where people, particularly women, were told they could have it all. They could have it all, whatever it all was. And it wasn't a whole lot when you think about it, but it was advertising. So it appealed to their emotions, to their, well, it appealed to them. We can get into like 10 episodes about advertising. It appealed to them to to move them to buy something, right? But the idea was you can have it all. You can have a career, you can have a marriage, you can have babies, you can have personal time, you can have sexy time where you feel sexy, you can exercise at the gym, you can learn Pilates. It was a very interesting message. And um, the truth is, nah, you can't. So what I mean by that is there must be balance. And interestingly enough, after the movement, and it was a big movement this wasn't just one commercial it was it was a big statement of being for a lot of women back in the 80s definitely late 70s and definitely the 80s for sure you can have it all right then after that we get this whole movement toward simplifying your life there were books after books which is interesting right i mean books like three four hundred pages about how to simplify your life you would think simplifying your life wouldn't take 300 pages, but I don't know. So there were books and books and books and books and journals and journals and journals and journals and and workshops and, and support groups all about how to get rid of some stuff in your life. At the same time, there were more storage facilities being built too here in North America, in the United States, for people to store all their extra stuff outside their house. So what am I saying to you? Um, you're going to have to give something up. Now, one of the issues that people face is when something is ripped from their grasping hands. So in some cases in life, there's some things that people are clinging on to for dear life and it's being yanked from their hands. And then, you know, most people don't like that. Like babies don't like it. There used to be a saying about taking candy from a baby. That's probably against the law to give baby candies now. But um, the same went, see, here's a parable. It's like taking candy from a baby, meaning it was easy to take from a baby because the baby couldn't fight back. But the baby would really cry. So many people are going through their candy from a baby phase, right? Right now, culturally, a lot of people have had some things yanked from them, which were not necessities to their life. We're not talking about food, clothing, and shelter. We're talking about, you know, happy hour, you know, whatever, hanging out with people around things that may not even been healthy for them. Right. So 
So there's sacrifices that have to be made in life. And that's a message we don't talk about anymore. Um, several episodes ago, I talked about ideas that used to be commonplace about how to build on your strengths. Everyone doesn't get a trophy. Like everyone was not a winner. When I was growing up, there may have been first, second, and third place, and then everybody else went home. You might have got a certificate of participation, but what it did was help you to either work very hard to build a skill or to acknowledge that you were working hard at your very at the top of your game and you were not, you were just maybe average at it. So it helped you to make some good decisions about your future to put your energy into areas where you were better skilled at, right? And I talked about how we don't do that anymore. Now everyone gets a first place trophy. So there's no way, um, no no way that that our culture, our communities can lovingly give a message to people, adults and children, that, oh, you know, maybe this isn't the thing you're best at. Maybe you want to look somewhere else because now, you know, everyone's an expert at everything. Well, that's not real and that's not healthy. And and back to sacrifice, it's also not real to think you don't have to give something up to get something in life. You cannot have it all. You, you, got, you can only have some of it. And you got to choose what it is you're going to have. And even when that choice is made, if it's not blessed, uh, if it's not the place of your strength, if it's not what the most high has set aside for you to have to bring the spiritual reality into it, it is not going to happen. And instead of people acknowledging different states of reality to to accomplishment and attainment anymore, we just have the idea that you can have it if you want it, go get it. You, you know, it's just yours. You can have it. We can all be the same. No, we can't. So I wanted to bring this idea up about sacrifice, the idea that you, you will need to release something from your life, either willingly or not willingly. And if you do the dance with the universe, the dance that Al Shaddai puts in our lives, you will be doing a dance with releasing every day. Every day, there's something you're going to give up. And in turn, there's something you're going to add, right? We've talked about practicing kindness, practicing rest, and restfulness, right? So if you add that, you're going to give up most likely the opposite of it, which is being unkind and which is being agitated, anxious, and not restful. Many people who think they suffer from anxiety, I would state that from a spiritual standpoint, they are dancing with not being restful, rather suffering from not, lack of rest more than anxiety. So now people describe their pain as what they have and not their answers is what they're gaining. So let me give you an example. And for my listeners from other places outside of America who are not familiar with American culture, which is highly unlikely, but this particular aspect of it, what I mean is America, we export our culture everywhere, right? So I'm sure many of my listeners have seen American films and, and products and things like that. I'm talking about a phenomena happening in the United States of America 
many of you in other places may notice it within your communities outside of America and even the sub communities within America that operate a bit outside of the mainstream or very much outside of the mainstream. So um, what I'm talking about is the idea of people claiming their pain. Like they'll say, I have anxiety. I have anxiety, excuse me. And I'm proposing that instead of affirming that you don't, we're not going to play with affirmations on that level. I'm going to read a biblical verse at the end of this podcast that I would encourage you to work with that you can affirm the reality of in your life, which is different than an affirmation, Um, a traditional affirmation. What I'm going to say, though, instead of having anxiety, there is a lack of restfulness. See, if you practice more rest in your life, what's astonishing is that the anxiety is, is got to, you know, that rest is, is going to tip that scale toward rest, restfulness, contentment, peacefulness, compassion, kindness. And yeah, if you're wondering, you can even practice it. Well, of course, you got to practice it on yourself. For the listeners wondering, who do I go and practice being restful with? Well, you, because you're with you 24 hours a day. So you don't have to go outside your house or call a friend and practice kindness. You can start with you and you will be amazed at what your life looks like if you practice being kind with yourself. And when you do that, you're sacrificing something though. You're giving up unkindness. You may not think of that, but that's what's happening. So the point of this podcast and we will, um, this episode, and we will pick this up is there will be sacrifice. That That's just how this is going to work out. And um, for those of you who need to watch this happen outside of human nature, you can watch a show. I hope they have copies of it called Wild Kingdom on um, YouTube, most likely. You can watch National Geographic stories about nature and natural habitats of our animal friends that we share the planet with and how they have like a life cycle, like the the life cycle of a bee or the life cycle of a antelope or the life cycle of a possum. And, And that's important because human beings have somehow forgotten that we're animals that we're mammals walking on this planet, you know, consuming and releasing and and living off the natural resources. And we return, as they say, we come from the earth and we return to the earth. And we've kind of forgotten that sometimes. And I think that leads to the current psychic or psychological, yeah, and spiritual uh, dissonance that people have where they think they can stay up 24 hours a day under fluorescent light get all their work done and, and, you know, never, they don't need sleep. They just need the right supplement and they need to exercise more and they have to get their whole 30 paleo, keto, whatever it is together. You know what? Sometimes you just got to go somewhere and rest. Okay. It's cool. Just take a deep breath. It's, it's all right. If you understand that we are part of nature, you may not fight the cycle of nature so desperately and we need to reclaim the word nature as being evil like from evil like in many of the abrahamic 
religions, the idea that nature is somehow evil needs to be cleared out. Um, if you look at the Bible in Genesis, after everything was made, that, you know, the first part, Genesis chapter one, you know what God said after everything was made, the most high said, and he looked at it and he said it was good. Okay. So we got to get out of the idea that nature is somehow evil and needs to be subdued and controlled and eradicated and chemically castrated. And, you know, nature is uh, beautiful. And if you cannot get out into it because of your lifestyle right now, because of where you live, there's really not a tree growing nearby or you can't go out for whatever reason, you know, start watching um, shows, put them on to relax by and watch the life cycle of, you know, a squirrel, um, a heron, a hawk, you know, of a snake. Look at the life cycle of animals on the planet. You know, National Geographic, I keep saying, the History Channel tends to deal with human beings, but, um, and help allow that imagery and that information to give you a moment to step back and realize you're also on your own show. You may not be watching it or know about it, um, but you are starring in it. And you are living out a cycle of life. And when you hear the word nature, it's not something you have to fight. Your lower nature, that word has just been abused. I'm talking about the natural ecosystem that we live in, the natural world that we move around in. You're part of it. And the balance that you seek the things you seek to change comes from sacrifice. You can either sacrifice intentionally or you can have the sacrifice happen to you. But if you understand the cycles of nature and your role in it, you will begin to dance with it and it cycles patterns again, right? Fall, winter, spring, summer, if you're here in the Northern Hemisphere. Well, even in the Southern Hemisphere. But my point is, there are cycles, you know. And unfortunately, we have all, some of us have been told that even acknowledging the changing of the seasons is somehow evil. That if you look up and say, wow, it's the first day of summer, that's somehow evil. Honey, it's not evil to notice what's happening on the beautiful ball of dirt that you live on called Earth, right? If you don't know what's happening with Earth, how would the farmers plant? I mean, if you were, it, it, please release the fear of earth, release the fear of nature, release the fear of knowing your own nature. Okay. And once you release that fear, releasing is a sacrifice. You'll find that you can dance with what comes your way. And the sacrifices may not be so terribly hard. Okay. As you may think. Um, there are beautiful passages in the Bible that talk about, in the New Testament, that talk about the sacrifices that people can make of certain attitudes and behaviors. And of course, in the Old Testament, there are sacrifices of attitudes and behaviors talked about along with the sacrifices 
of animals as well. We're going to move with the sacrifice of behaviors and attitudes because most of us in the developed world, as it has been said, do not see the sacrifices that are made for our food and consumption anymore. That has been taken out of our neighborhoods. There's no longer a butcher shop or anything like that. So people can just kind of go to a place and pretend like food comes from a grocery store and, and it doesn't. Food comes from the earth. So um, you may not be able to get to the whole deal on what the animals represent. We'll deal with that down the road in some future podcasts. For now, we're going to deal with what's happening inside of our own heads. And in knowing this, our spiritual resiliency becomes much stronger because we recognize when it's time to release something, when it's time to pick something up. And when we see people struggling to carry, you know, 400 pounds on their back and they come to us weary and tired and they think they need back surgery because their back hurts and they just, they, they don't even notice the stuff they're carrying, right? They just notice their pain. We can look at them and say, baby, you know, you might want to put that box of bricks down, then let's talk. You know, meaning you can help people by acknowledging the burden that they may not even see. You're not fixing them. You're not giving them advice. You're just suggesting that you could hear them better if they weren't bent face over to the ground. You could hear them better if they could stand up straight. And the best way to do that is to take that, that big old box of bricks off their back, just so you could hear them and see their face when you talk to them. You'd be surprised what that does for a person. They even know the bricks were there. So um, I love you guys and I appreciate you tuning in today. I hope that you were able to hear something that you can apply to your life and share in your life and share with others as appropriate for you to do if you need to do that to help make our communities and families and worlds a better place. Please join me next week by the grace of the Most High. We'll be back here again. Our verse for this week that we're going to work with over the next six days, I will be doing sunrise prayer with this verse. I encourage you wherever you are to work with this verse. Even if you hear this podcast 2, 10, 15 years from now, please consider working with this verse in prayer over the next seven or six days until we meet again next Sunday. If you like this verse, or if you just want to work with it, you can print it out, put it on the wall, write it on an index card, put it in your notebook. You can read it every day. You can pray over it every day and ask for the meaning of it in your life to be revealed to you by the grace of Yeshua the Christ. And it reads, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Once again, and that is Matthew 17, 20. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. That is Matthew 
chapter 17, verse 20. Whatever version of the Bible you have, feel free to read that in that version. If you want to see different translations, you can see them at BibleGateway.com online for free. Um, you can type in Matthew 17, 20 in Google, and you will get different versions of the Bible uh, translations that will come up. And you can hear these words in different ways. The point is to understand the metaphysical reality beneath these words and to understand it's not always about manifesting material things in your life. It's about manifesting improvement in your condition spiritually first. Everything that happens on earth comes from the spiritual realm. Manifest spiritual health and well-being. Manifest the ability to sustain it and maintain it. Manifest blessings of peace in your community, in your life, in your family, through your family line. Smooth out the rough edges between you and family members through prayer and honest application of the word of Al Shaddai. It can happen. It works. It really does work. And I leave you with that. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can send an offering of any amount, any donation, if you'd like, to Prophetess Mary Ayodele at gmail.com. Send your questions, your concerns, and your comments. I will gladly place you on the prayer list. You're always welcome to send me any questions, and I will address them privately, if you'd like, or on this podcast. Until next week. May you go with grace, may you go with light, may you go with love, and may you radiate that throughout your entire being, now and forevermore, in the name of Yeshua the Christ. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs>